Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'll leave that on. I'll be live soon. I'm just posting the uh, Twitch link around trying to see if I can get more people to tune in. <clears throat> Anybody that's here early, uh, please share the Twitch link around for me. I'd really appreciate that. All right, I got that shared. Got it tweeted, posted to the cyberpunk group. I see Val, my beautiful wife, already shared it. That's awesome. All right. Hey, what's up? It's kind of rushing to get this out. I wanted to be on time, so I'm a little out of breath. I was running around. And then I was quickly trying to share the link. So, all right, uh, just a couple more shares I got to do, and then we'll get into it. Um, just for anybody tuning into the live stream or seeing the VOD, yes, this is this is my second uh, AMA, Ask Me Anything sort of session. Um, it's kind of a live Game Master Tips session as well. Um, I've got a list of questions here from the Cyberpunk Uncensored community and the ones that people have sent me online. And I'll get into those, but I also have some random stories and things to get into, questions people send. Hey, Capricious Nature, what's up, man? Zach, I've, I, I'm actually going to be covering some of your questions. Um, I know you can't uh, tune, in, tune in. Twitch gives you problems, but you got the chat up at least. Nice. Uh, Chuggy, what's up? Says hello to everybody. I appreciate everybody coming in nice and early. Uh, before I dive into some of these questions, uh, let me just give a shout out to all my supporters on Patreon really appreciate all of you uh, keeping me going, keeping me motivated, and uh, uh, kind of pushing me forward. Uh, shout out to Anino from Anino Gaming, Chris Anderson, Steve Barr of Sirenscape, uh, one of the official sponsors here at Cyberpunk Uncensored. Uh, Jason Weaver, Matt James, who's also GM Reservoir Panda, who should be back to streaming live this Sunday. Hey, what's up, Eric? I see you in the chat. Um, 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time this Sunday. He'll be back to streaming every Sunday. Uh, Samurai Mac, Corruption, Rothen, uh, Simon Peter, Method, Nick Mastrofilippo, Dolan Pondsmith, who uh, is a great artist. She'll be getting her own channel on the Cyberpunk Uncensored Discord to showcase it. Hey, what's up, Val? I see my beautiful wife is joined. Uh, Chris Pilkington, William Huddleston, and Naomi Madlass. Uh, William and Naomi will actually be joining my beautiful wife, Valerie, for a new uh, monthly ongoing. Uh, those of you who follow my live uh, actual play streams that I've been doing for like over eight months now, um, 
Team Nameless came to an end. A couple of the guys in there uh, couldn't stream anymore or continue, at least for a while. We'll see what happens in the, in the future. But um, that being said, start, starting a completely new monthly, as well as I have a new ongoing weekly that's going to be starting uh, in April. Um, that's going to be a big announcement. That's for another brand, though. I can't really talk about that too much yet, but that'll be coming up. Uh, what's up, Gwen? Hey, uh, I that's my favorite uh, emoji there that you're using, that little emote. I made that out of the Militech gun. I, I love when people use it. <laughs> it's my favorite one. Um, all right, cool. Let's uh, let's get into this. I've got... Uh, oh, and, and yeah, the other thing I want to mention, uh, everybody check out the Cyberpunk Uncensored Discord and uh, cyberpunkuncensored.com. Uh, we have a bunch of free assets, a bunch of gameplay opportunities, links to all my crash course tutorials, interviews, live streams, VODs. We showcase a bunch of other GMs now, including like live artists and just a new series by the guys, uh, Cyber Smiley and, and uh, Derek, aka Wisdom of Data Fortress 2020. Um, I think Chris Hockabout, the guy who did all, all the artwork for the 2020 book, uh, he's going to be joining us doing some live art soon too. Um, so lots of exciting things going on for Cyberpunk Uncensored. So look up the Discord, check out the .com. I'm going to put the links in the description uh, when the live stream uh, hits VOD. Um, capricious nature. Hell yeah, Zach. Uh, you say uh, you actually got the video to run now as well. Super excited. Yeah, if you lower the resolution, I think there's an option to kind of, you know, lower the quality and hopefully it'll keep going for you. Let's get into your questions then while you're here. Uh, hopefully uh, I uh, don't spill that on myself. I thought I did, but I didn't. Uh, that might happen in the future. It's happened before. Um, okay, so let's, let's let's see here. Yeah, while you're here, I see you're saying, yeah, let's get into those questions. Uh, the first one you say is, for a group, what is your preferred player count? Uh, for me, I'll play with any count. Uh, I've done a, what's up, vampire? Uh, that's awesome. I was just talking about that gun emote uh, being my favorite, and I think you were the one that, uh, used it over on the Sirenscape stream. Uh, I was excited to see it being used out and about. Um, okay. I love any player count because I can kind of direct the game based on if it's like just a couple people or a big group of people. But my preferred player count is four um, because I feel like it's well-rounded. I can give everybody equal attention, keep track of everybody much easier. And I always have that fifth spot open to cycle in uh, a guest appearance if I want. And, and as a lot of you know, if you've seen my streams, I do that often. I love bringing in other streamers and GMs and people from the industry um, and mixing it up and doing crossovers and stuff with their players and such. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, four is probably my preferred so I can go up to five when I want with a special guest or an NPC appearance. Um, also check out the Patreon. I've got some uh, an NPC spot there not a lot of people have seen yet. Uh, where you can kind of contribute NPC stuff to the, the live stream and kind of be in there. Um, but anyways, check that out. Uh, next question from Capricious Nature, a.k.a. Zach, who's actually here in the chat. I'm excited he got the video going. Um, and what roles do you think are needed to run a group well? Um, so yeah, player count, about four. I like to go up to five. And what roles do I, I like? Again, any roles. I th I, I've more recently been into kind of like group rolling life histories, um, the life path stuff. Um, and kind of making the session, even even in ongoing, have a, a set, um, I don't know, foundation. And let me give you an example. Like, not that I'm doing this, but, you know, I, I could run a whole group of lawmen and have them working for a district PD and do missions or execs going here or a whole mix of edge runners doing whatever, in which case, you know, they could be more 
tech heavy and I could make campaigns about that are more combat heavy and, and into that. So I'm, I'm very flexible, but that comes with experience. But I think that when it comes to a group running well, quote unquote well, um, I think a well-rounded group is always better because then, you know, you can put the campaigns in different directions and appeal to different people's uh, role play uh, preferences. Um, you know, it, and, and with that, I think it's important to have, you know, at least someone that's going to be like the face of the group or somewhat leading it or giving a little bit of direction. Because um, as a GM, you don't want to have to give too much of direction. You kind of want to lay out the world and keep full open player agency so they can do whatever they want, you know. Um, but I think aside from a face player, you know, someone that maybe can handle combat things dominantly, like whether it be a solo or a nomad or lawman or somebody, you know, even a rocker boy, someone that has invested in like combat skills probably. Um, and then aside from that, you know, preference, you know, maybe a med tech, maybe a tech, depending on, you know, what kind of tech stuff might come up. That's important, but always a netrunner now, you know, 2020 people would avoid it because of the way netrunning worked. But now in red, I think it's so important. And as a GM, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's almost like you have to have that in every group. Uh, to interact with things around and deal with demons and drones and fucked up shit that happens, you know? Um, when uh, Vampire says, uh, hey, November, what's up? I see you say, yeah, I made it. That's awesome. I'm glad you made it too. Uh, Vampire asks, when the players have a solid concept and we all discuss what they want from the game, the roles just fall into place. Exactly, that too. Like sometimes you'll kind of discuss the direction of the campaign and what's going on as the player preferences, and then you can kind of figure it out from there as well. Session zeros are important, and then just communication, you know, as a jam with the players. Um, next question uh, from Zach is, can you share some more about your former businesses? Yeah, most definitely. Um, that's a fun question. Uh, I've had so many, um, I'm, I'm you know, obviously the, the, you know, live that entrepreneur lifestyle in the sense of trying to start up numerous projects, brands, businesses, and things. My main business is Capacity Productions. If you go to capacityproductions.net or .com, you'll see the two different divisions of that company. Um, that's where I do all my marketing and, and all my relationships with the music industry, film industry, and uh, uh, just people, businesses, and such. It's a bunch of SEO stuff, social networking promos, but the dot com is more on the filmmaking side. You know, I do uh, producing and, um, you know, filmmaking, directing, acting, writing, all that good stuff. And, and yeah, November, non-CP questions are fine. This is Ask Me Anything. I have a bunch of Game Master tip questions I'm going through just like I, j I just did. But there's a lot of other questions mixed in because of my background in filmmaking, being a touring musician, a trainer, entrepreneur. Um but my other business I uh, run, uh, pufftuff.net, P-U-F-F-T-U-F-F.net, uh, sell like uh, cannabis, cannabis products, actually like uh, rosin presses and e-nails and, and shit like that. And then also F-U-C-R.info. I've been running the uh, Freedom Union Cannabis Revolution since like the 90s. It was an activist organization, a subdivision of normal, but then became into more of, um, I don't know, a, 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 a brand for like clothing and stuff. I still have a bunch of... The, the fucker shirts you'll see on the site. In fact, if anybody wants to buy any of the shirts that you see at fucr.info, shoot me a message. If you cover shipping, I'll send you a free shirt. There's a bunch of designs there. We still have, you know, a bunch of sizes, hundreds of shirts. Um, I have no problem. Anybody tuning into the AMA, whether it's VOD or live, I appreciate you. So there you go. Just go to fucr.info. Let me know what shirt you want. Uh, give me your address. We'll figure out the shipping. You pay for shipping. I'll send you the shirt for free. Um, but 
I also have a bunch of like, you know, failed businesses. Oh, and don't forget Capacity Productions uh, or CyberpunkUncensored.com, but that's not really an income. That's more of like a passion project, just like Virtual Reality Live, uh, which I'm bringing back here soon. Uh, I'm probably going to cross over with Cyberpunk Uncensored. But as far as businesses, I've also, um, I uh, ran a club downtown LA called the Dragon's Den, um, but that failed. It was like on the edge of the Skid Row, like bad part of downtown LA and in the new upcoming part, kind of hipster borderline. I mean, literally on that street, one side of the street was cool. Other side where our club was, was people sleeping on the streets. So it was kind of fucked up, but that closed down, wasn't profitable. Um, I've also ran thebossbox.info, uh, sold those little TV Android boxes with a bunch of free games. You could get like over 10,000 games, all the original Nintendo, all those things. Um, but then all and, and free TV, but then all that shit became super illegal. They were cracking down on it. I had to stop doing that business. Um, and then I've had other ones come and go, uh, that weren't, you know, as successful. Like, uh, um, I had a cannabis dating site that went hand in hand with Puff Tough and, and things like that. Um, and, uh, I'm probably forgetting some, but if they come to, come to mind, I'll let you know. Um, I also, uh, made a little bit of income, uh, being a musician, uh, that still carries over to now doing some voiceover work, like for Sirenscape. You'll hear my past band's music and voiceover work from me and my wife, Valerie, in some of their sound sets. Um, yeah, November, it's not really uh, was. I still currently am. I work with a couple friends online, and I kind of helped them out train. I work out every day. Um, Chris Anderson actually has a question about that. I'm going to hit a little bit later. Um, Teddy Burns, one of our past game masters with Cyberpunk Uncensored. I know you got busy and couldn't do it anymore. Hopefully you come back. A lot of people enjoyed you GMing for us. I enjoyed it. Um, so anytime you do want to come back, you know there's a chair available. Um, we'd love to have you. He says, how how young are you? Um, we'll just say I'm in my early 40s. Um, but yeah, I've been around a while. That's how I've gotten to do a lot of random things, you know. <laughs> uh, November, yep, killed cats. But that's why cats have nine lives. Uh, I don't know where that's from, but. Oh, Curiosity Killed the Cat. That's funny that you mentioned that because I was actually in a band called Curiosity Kills Cats. And it was with uh, Kuzmark, a famous kind of like industrial DJ guy that I met through the Marilyn Manson guys. Because I did some songs with um, Lucas, Luscious Lucas, the original drummer from Marilyn Manson when I lived in Florida. And did a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah, Val Mulligan says 21. There's a funny story there. I turned 21 like over a dozen times because I was doing shows and, you know, I was a touring musician back then. And I realized when I turned 21, every, I would walk off stage. I would always have an event for my birthday and perform. I'd walk off stage and over at the merch table where my wife would be selling our merchandise, I'd have a line of fucking vodka Red Bulls. That was my drink of choice back when I used to drink. And I'd get all these free drinks. And I was like, shit, this is exciting. Like, this doesn't happen on any of my other birthdays. But, of course, 21, that happens, you know. So then every birthday after that for, like, I don't know, 12 or more, I, turn, I, I said I turned 21, and like I would always do a show or party or event, and uh, for sure enough, I'd walk off stage, and uh, I'd have a, a bunch of free drinks, it was funny, uh, but I quit drinking back in 2014, uh, because I wanted to quit cigarettes, uh, yeah, I wanted to quit cigarettes, and I knew if I drank alcohol, which I was drinking pretty heavy, um, I would smoke, so I, I quit all that shit back then, and never went back, um, now I only drink water, and uh, don't smoke cigarettes. Um, but yeah, let's see. Next next question. Uh, so if more businesses pop in my head, I'll bring them up because I, I did do a lot of things. Um, hot damn power to you, man. Congratulations. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's, it, it's not easy to, to quit and, and you know do that, but I did. Um, let's see. And 
how about some of your fun, crazy stories from your former tours? Uh, that Nazi bar one freaked me out. My uncle had a similar run-in. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, so you saw, I think it was the live stream or one of my deep dive series. One of my series I brought up being, oh, I think it was a rocker boy deep dive when I talked about being a rocker boy and touring. And I, maybe maybe that was what it was. I don't know. And I, I, we played some club, and it was with Adam the Woo. I don't know if anybody knows Adam the Woo. He's now like some famous YouTube streamer, but he was in a punk rock band playing bass back then, and he was opening up for my band D-Root back then. Uh, the D-Root, a lot of the D-Root songs were on the Sirenscape uh, sound assets, the uh, Cyberpunk Red sound assets. But we played this dive bar, and like uh, I, I hit him up about it, actually. He reminded me, or he commented on that video. Uh, it was like in Eustis, Florida, which is like middle of nowhere. And um, that we played, and it was like some of the crowd liked it, some didn't, but there were swastikas everywhere after we realized that, you know, in the bathroom was covered in swastikas out back. There was... KKK propaganda and stuff. We were like, let's get the fuck out of here. Holy shit. <laughs> like, it was it was an awkward uh, situation. But um, cr- crazy, fucked up story. Yeah, when we f- went on the first Warp Tour, uh, not the first Warp Tour, our time on the Warp Tour. I forget which year it was. But um, we headed out in our RV and I went to sleep, went out in the middle of the night. I woke, like the band members, we all woke up and our driver was pulled over. The transmission was shot. He ran it to the ground going way faster than he should have pulling the weight we were pulling and just fucked up our RV on like the first day. And then the, the local, uh, we were in the middle of nowhere. We already made it out of Florida and I can't remember where we were, but um, they, uh, the local shop didn't have parts and they had to wait like a week for him to come in. So we left him there and we rented a van and took off at the van cargoed like tiny ponies in the back or something. So there was like shit smeared on the sides and back. We had to clean it all out because that's where we were sleeping for the next week until the our, the our driver would catch up to the warp tour with our actual RV. And um, we had to sleep head to toe like this on like fucking wood, um, uh, just solid wood. And I remember my spine had bruises all down it from riding even with blankets and things. And um, it was crazy, but it was cool because the first day, you know, then we, uh, the first day of pulling up on, on the warp tour, uh, it felt great because um, I stepped out and right, I, we saw this uh, school bus all painted with misfits, skulls and shit. And I was like, oh my God, that's the fucking misfits. Cool. And this is before we went on tour with misfits. This is on the warp tour. And when we first met them and because uh, I went on tour with them too after that, but um, we get out of, out of our, 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 out of the van and we stepped out and we're like, Oh my God. And there was Jerry only with a fucking workout bench, like a whole workout bench sitting there benching in the middle of the backstage with all these RVs and buses and shit. And then the stage and there's music and that's where everything's happening. He's way in the back, like, uh, just like working out. And we step out. We're like, Oh my God. Like we just, I'm sure he saw us kind of like shocked that he was there. And he's like, Oh, Hey, what's up boys? You you guys want to work out? You want to do some benching? We're like, Oh, maybe in a bit, you know? And then we went on to check in, get our passes. It was our first day, get our schedule and itinerary which stage we're playing all that shit um but i just thought that was so exciting i was like holy shit jerry only you know asked if we want to work out and like the second the day that we roll up you know um and then that was also the tour where we got where we met 311 and got to open up for them on their uh, arena tour or whatever uh, yeah jerry only is one of the nicest people you could ever meet eric says hell yeah super nice super nice he even uh and uh doyle uh yeah no 
Doyle is awesome too. And uh, no, they were uh, serving us burgers on one of that too. They were working with Madcap, that punk rock band back in the day, or Scotland, whatever they are. Uh, Madcap was running the barbecue backstage for uh, Kevin Lyman, the guy who runs Warp Tour. That's how they got on the tour. And because um, they ran the food for all the bands backstage. So after the event would close, all the bands would go backstage and have like a barbecue for just the backstage people, like it, which is a huge parking lot of hundreds of musicians and people. And that's how I met so many fucking artists. And like I said, I'm at 311 and went out with them, met Misfits, um, met so many people, Alien Ant Farm, all kinds of stories there. And in future AMAs, I'll get more into those. I don't want to spend an hour on those stories, but I have plenty of them, lots of crazy shit. Um, and stuff Valerie can vouch for and maybe chime in on. I'd like to get into some of the Amsterdam stuff, too. Um, not to put Val on the spot, but she definitely got on stage during one of the sex shows. I'm not going to say too much, and it didn't get that crazy, but it did get kind of crazy. Um, but anyways, uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, and if you're able, can you share some more about your filmmaking prospects? Okay, yeah, instead of past stories, filmmaking prospects or what's happening... Um, going to be directing producing the game shop series which has Satine phoenix as the dm we've had um you know andy dick who's a friend of mine andy dick is going to be in it he's playing like the bad guy next door and then um uh just a bunch of other people i can't get too much into it but it's got a lot of great names in it and I'll, that's going to be happening and then i've got a um i'm doing production design with val and may for the baby pack that's coming up which is a sequel to the wedding pack that's a, a Haley duff film um but yeah that's why I'm going to be kind of missing in action during May. I'm not going to do a whole lot of streaming then. Um, it's going to be sporadic. I'm going to pre-make some things. We've got other GMs taking over and doing some shit. But, um, but yeah, uh, and in the future, I'll get into some past filmmaking stories. I, I, I definitely have some crazy ones. But let's get to the next uh, sort of GM tips uh, question because uh, I like to kind of keep getting back to cyberpunk and being a game master. That's my jam. <laughs> I'd have no problem talking about entrepreneur, filmmaker, musician stuff, trainer, all that good shit. Um, but obviously, I love it when it when it's back to game master tips and cyberpunk stuff. Um, Eric says, uh, "Please tell me you were not on tour with the impotent sea snakes." No, I don't know who that is. <laughs> but no, that doesn't sound familiar. Um, okay, Fizzle Stark. And a lot of these questions are from either the Cyberpunk Uncensored Discord or the Cyberpunk Uncensored Facebook group. So if you're watching this, the live stream or the VOD on our YouTube. Uh, make sure you look those up and join us uh, and send me questions if you got them. Um, let's see. How do you balance cash rewards for characters like the exec who has a free apartment or nomads who can sleep outside in their cars? Um, well, just remember, though, that, you know, sleeping outside with most characters, anybody that tries to get by not paying, you know, then they have to beat the DV. They have to, you know, they can suffer from sleeping outside or in the vehicle. And, you know, it's that whatever. I don't have it right in front of me, but the resist torture and drugs thing or they get the negatives to... At, you know, their next day abilities and such uh, from not sleeping well. So it's not, it's, you know, there is a trade-off. But the exec, keep in mind, that is balanced. <laughs> you know, like the exec doesn't have to pay for that sort of stuff. Like they get it from the company because that's their thing. That's what the exec gets as part of their role ability, right? Same as they get a little minion. Um, but you could say the same thing like, you know, they don't get to customize cars for the hookup price that like nomads do as they go through the ranks, you know, and they're not so dominant in combat situations because their rollability is nothing compared to like what a solo can do. So you see how you can kind of angle that question from any sort of thing. Um, but an exec, uh, that's their thing. 
So like, don't feel like you have to balance the cash rewards. They should get the same pay as the other people if they're paid as a group of edge runners doing a gig. Don't pay them less because they have less expenses. Um, you have to pay them the same because part of being exec is enjoying the fact that you're all about the money and the, the hookup from the corporation and you've got a minion because of that. Like, that's your hookup. Um, and I've had campaigns where like the exec, you know, helped pay for things and grease more palms when the fixer didn't have the money. So the fixer would do the talk and they'd pay. And I don't know, they, they worked their angles towards that. But I think that's um, not something to worry about balancing. Um, you don't want to take that away from exec because that's part of being an exec is you get to enjoy the fact that you get paid and yet you, you get expenses covered from your company because you are an exec. Um, let's see, uh, DEFCON says... Uh, give the nomad vagrant a ticket, jail time, threaten jail time, that'll get him out of the car. Exactly. Or like a weird encounter, boot local booster gang knocking on the window, fucking him up, setting the car on fire while he's sleeping. You could do anything, you know, if you want to get that crazy with it. Uh, PWB says, have them lose some cool. Everyone knows they're living on, on the cheap. Uh, lose some rep. Exactly. You can do stuff like that. But, you know, there's an exact role that has to do with sleeping in your car, sleeping on the street. Um, it's not that easy, you know, and you have to beat that resist torture and drugs or you're just uncomfortable and you get like a negative two or negative four. I can't remember. I don't have it, the rules right in front of me. I'm going to have to refresh my brain, but there, there is some crunch there that takes care of that issue. Like I said, don't, don't feel like you have to balance that shit. Part of being a nomad is you get those car hookups. Part of being an exec is you get those corp hookups. So, you know, you, you make more than, than the other roles. Um, and there's a trade-off, like I said, because other roles can do things even better. But a corp on the street would lose major rep. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely play that. And if a corp wants to try to save even a little bit of money, like, well, they wouldn't have to because the corporation's paying for their spot. But let's say they're out of town. And they're like, oh, I want to save the even more money, and I'm not going to pay for a hotel or whatever. And they try to sleep on the street. should definitely re reduce some rep, do something, fuck up their nice suit. So then moving forward, like, they're taking negatives to wardrobe and style. You can do all kinds of things with interactions with that. Um mess with their looks. You might look like a Mad Max, but you certainly don't smell cool. Exactly. And then that affects your wardrobe and style, your, um, you know, all that sort of stuff, personal grooming skill, you know, capricious, capricious nature. Hey, I'm glad you're still here. You're still tuned in. Um, as I mentioned in Discord, Corpo has to pay assistance in small amounts. You know, exactly. Gig nomads, uh, they have to vehicle storage or they park on the street with a chance of break-ins. No, exactly. And yeah, don't forget, like, you know, they have those minions, but you know, there's the whole loyalty thing that comes with the minions. You need to kind of hook them up. You need to pay them and hook them up. Like when you're doing gigs, um, that increases the rep. You don't want to risk, you know, putting them into your gigs and into your lifestyle doing gigs and then not hooking them up, you know? Um, the Graphite Dragon, what's up? Thanks for the subscription. I really appreciate that. Yeah, and anybody who subscribes, all the Patreon supporters, anybody that's, you know, hooking me up like that and showing love, I really appreciate that shit. It uh, keeps me going with these series and promos and everything that we're, we're putting out for Cyberpunk. It's just, it's motivation. So again, thank you, Graphite Dragon. Um, okay, next qu uh, question comes from, uh, there's, okay, there's three questions here from Balaz. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's B-A-L-A-Z-S. Balazs? Balas? Maybe something silent there. I don't know. Um, but first question. Drones controlled by demons could do evasion attack against ranged attack? Evasion against ranged attack? Oh, okay. Yeah, he corrected his spelling. Um, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I know it, 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 it depends on the... Uh, the drone, obviously, some things wouldn't make sense. I know you put in there, I think we commented on the Discord, you were mentioning about, um, uh, 
you know, turrets and such. Like, yeah, if it's a, a stationary defense or something that doesn't make sense, it can't move, it can't dodge. But normal drones, ball drones, spider drones, human drones, whatever the shape, whatever it is, if it's a drone, demons have that combat number. And you use that with your D10, and that handles any type of skill check, roll, combat, action thing that needs to happen. And that combat roll is their evasion. They can do it. You know what I mean? Um, I, I would allow it, you know. But look at, look at the stats that comes with whichever demon you have. Uh, make sure you use that. Um, and like I said, it depends on the drone. And that's not to say that in your game, if you want to homebrew it or do something different, go for it. It's GM discretion. Um, yeah, capricious nature. Exactly. Loyalty is paramount for a corpo. Cars are paramount for the nomads. It's their life and their livelihood. Exactly. Exactly. So you can kind of fuck with that. Um, you know, it, and and uh, and get them back in line if they start not role playing the role well, you know. Let's see. Second question from Balasis. Uh, second question. The explosives deal damage in a 10 by 10 meter area, correct? If you are in the center of that 10 meter by 10 meter area, but successfully roll the evasion, they're automatically out of the area by uh, area and the move uh, characteristic. But yeah, move, I think you meant uh, um, stat, yeah does not count in this case, question mark. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, with evasion, you know, and again, it's GM discretion, but how I would do it if you're in a 10 by 10 meter area, which, you know, normally if you're in the center of that 10 by 10 meter area, you'd have to move at least five meters, right, to get out of that area, which is, what, two and a half squares. Um, most people have at least a two move or whatever, but during evasions and dodges, it doesn't really take from your action. It's part of your reaction to someone else's action, right? So, and, and, you know, that's if your reflex is eight or higher that you can actually pull off and evade or whatever, right? Um, so if that's the case, you do it. Um, and then however the player wants to describe it, that's always fun. I like to always put that just like with criticals or deaths, I like to say, you know, why don't you describe how you took that person's life or describe how that critical injury happened, you know? It's fun to let the player. I would maybe do that there, like, oh, explain how you, you know, this explosion just went off. You were standing right there. Explain how you dodged that shit, you know? And then which direction, whatever, move their token on the map if there is, if you're using one. Um, and then keep in mind with flashes and things that aren't really, like, um, you know, a frag, have frag sort of uh, explosives to it. Um, you could always leave them right there and just say they saw it coming and, and you know, quickly cover their ears and close their eyes or, you know, took cover. I don't know. It's a GM discretion there. But, yeah, you can, you can uh, you know, successfully dodge that shit without taking away from uh, your your move stat. Uh, third question, biotoxin poison ammunition could cause critical effect on double double sixes. Yeah. Yeah, you can do that. But again, it's GM discretion. You know, if someone's using like a poison dart and you get a critical and it's like, you know, broken leg or something and you don't want it, you, it doesn't make sense to you. Like, oh, why would a little dart do that? And you don't want to act like it's under that much pressure going as fast as a bullet that it could crack the bone. Um, it's up to you, however you want to describe it and do it. But I would say yes. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of biotoxin and poisonous ammunition is an arrow. Um, that can still break a bone and fuck you up, uh, especially if you're thinking of future cyberpunk. It's not like current times or past what you think of like a dart or an arrow. It's not, you know, it's, it's all uh, reinforced and made out of materials that can really mess you up is how I would describe it. Um, let's see, DEFCON, son of T-minus. 
says, do you have a strict view of roles within cyberpunk? Uh, do you have a strict view of roles within cyberpunk? I've talked to refs that tend to think a media has to be a media or a cops a cop. I never like that idea. I always say figure out a reason why someone with those skill sets uh, would be in that position. Cop could say an enforcer in a nomad clan or be a night guard or security manager of a corporation or business. Fixer could be a producer for a film company. Just make sure it fits. I agree 100%. Yeah, if you haven't already... Uh, tune into my deep dive series. I do um, a deep dive series on each role, and it's not the crunch. I do a breakdown of the role abilities. Um, you'll see that in the Cyberpunk Red t uh, Tutorial Crash Course series. Uh, that This is all on the Cyberpunk Uncensored YouTube. Um, but if you look at the deep dive series, that's more of like a creative deep dive where we talk about the life path options, the archetypes, and both those are exactly what you're talking about right there. Then we talk about recommended stats and skills, um, and then we take uh, questions from the live chat. It's all live. So if you're subscribed here, um, make sure you just you get the notifications or whatever. Tune to the next deep dive. But we cover that. I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. Uh, we just did the Rocker Boy one. And we were talking about you know graffiti artists like Banksy-style Rocker Boys and shit like that. I like motivational speakers. I'd love to see somebody play a Rocker Boy that does like motivational talks, almost like, uh, uh, like in D&D, &D, the bard inspiration shit. You know what I mean? Um, as a GM, I would totally give that to a rocker boy if they were a motivational speaker leading in the combat and they were like, all right, I want to hype my team. All right, guys, we're going to go in there. We're going to kick ass. We're going to be quick. We're going to be like ninjas. We're going to dodge every fucking bullet. We're going to land every bullet exactly where we aim at. Like, let's do this. And if like a rocker boy did that, I'd make them roll, uh, you know, a DV that would make sense to their, uh, roll ability or something equivalent, uh, skill wise, um, and totally give everybody like some type of bo bonus mod for that motivation almost like uh, that that bard of inspiration shit from D, &D. Um, but i love that i think uh any type of version of a role if you can be creative with it even better and a gm would love it i guarantee it because then they can think outside the box unless it's that ref you were talking about that was real strict with it and that's okay too you know maybe they they want to keep it exactly by the book by exactly how they envision it uh or their thing but uh but and I shouldn't say by the book because you know even if you read the book you'll see they they give a bunch of examples. Look at the individual life paths for roles. You know what type of tech are you? What type of fixer? What type of rocker boy? And they give a bunch of options. So, got to be flexible. But again, GM discretion. You can do whatever you want. Uh, Defcon says Matt Foley rocker boy. Hell <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and we were talking about all kinds of options uh, like you know wrestlers um, like Jimenez from Wandering DM who came over and did some live gameplay crossover with Cyberpunk Uncensored with me as a GM. Um, and then, like I said, artists, uh, comedians, that would be a funny one. Uh, and then you say, uh, Defcon, he lives in a van down by the river. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, that, that would be a great, uh, you know, like I said, Matt Foley would be a great one. <laughs> it's funny. Um, PWB, uh, or check the local, uh, stables. Yeah. Instead of he lives down. Uh, November, that is very cool. Creativity is refreshing. Exactly. No, I think that's, it makes the game uh, more real. You know, think of the, uh, in the real world, you're not just like if, even like, let's just say cop, like, okay, I want to be a lawman. Well, fuck, you know, what type of cop are you going to be running dispatch or hitting the beat in a vehicle or you trying to work your way up in the corp side of things or out on the street side of things or SWAT team, you know, like we're just like C-SWAT or dealing with cyber psychos, right? Um, are you going to be a private detective or investigator or, you know, I don't know, like there's so many options, just like with med tech, all different types of doctors and CSI shit and 
Um, I think you can, if you just be as creative as the real world, and it'll be much more immersive when you play because it'll feel like it's real, like you have full player agency and the world is vibrant with any fucking option. And look how they even have multi-classing now. Like, wow, now you can take a role, be as creative as you want with that, and then grab onto another role and be as creative with that one. And like, shit, you can really be and do anything. And then aside from the rank ability, um, you know, the role ability, uh, you can delegate points in any skills. So it's not that, you know, a solo has to be uh, the only one that can be good at combat or, you know, uh, med tech is the only one that can be good at healing people or whatever. You could be a specialized in certain skills and still be under a particular role that is different uh, than those skill sets and just diversify your character that way. It's up to you, you know? Um, but that's what I love about Cyberpunk Red, you know, Cyberpunk in general, role-playing games in general. But Cyberpunk, uh, to me, has the most flexibility when it comes to all that stuff, especially Red. Uh, but yeah, check out my deep dive series on uh, the Cyberpunk Uncensored YouTube channel. Uh, and you'll get a bunch of ideas for all the, you know, different roles. I'm still uh, kicking out new episodes. I got a bunch more coming up. Uh, Eric says, what do you recommend for people who are new to Cyberpunk or used to play 2020 back in the day and want to get back into it where do we start discord is kind of sensory overload try the talsorian google sheet but never heard back what do you recommend for us dipping our toes back into i mean hit up hit up the cyberpunk uncensored discord and then look at the channels we have for play you know post to the red post to the 2020 um if you want to get into red which i i recommend 100 percent. things are way more streamlined there's more players and opportunity there there's going to be new content being made towards it from our talsorian uh, it's the new hot thing. Uh, the net running's way better, um, and they're expanding, you know. But but join the Cyberpunk and Censored Discord. You'll see the channel there um, for looking for red play. Aside from that, you can dive into play by post. That's ongoing. We just started our own West Marches uh, that um, Zen is leading up. Uh, he used to play to enter uh, Big Z on my previous 2020 red combo that I was doing long time ago, uh, streaming that. You can see that on the YouTube channel. Uh, he's playing the rocker boy there. But, um, but yeah, join there. Uh, play by post, West Marches. We also link to other West Marches. You can totally jump in. Um, you can also go to my Patreon. Right now, there's still, I want to say, one or two spots left in my monthly ongoing that I'm getting ready to, to start up. Um, it's only like 15 bucks a month, and it guarantees your spot. You, you're playing every month. Uh, I'll be GMing. You'll be playing with my beautiful wife, Val, some other players. And um, it'll be streamed. It'll be a lot of fun. But there, there's always options, you know. Um, but I would start with our Discord, the Cyberpunk Uncensored Discord. Uh, my players are building a Brinks-like company, Solo, a trader, and a scout. The three um, compadres, Silo, Achilles, and Monk. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Let's see. Capricious Nature, multi-classing. Would you be okay with a player who starts out with four ranks, to split those ranks at start into more than one role. Start as a rank two med tech, rank two tech, or do you think players need to start with only one? You have to start with one. I like, it's part of the balancing. Um, you know, you're starting at rank four, um, and if you want to start at as, as a new rank, you have to invest that, the IP that you're earning into starting at rank one. And you can't do that until you reach rank four. Like once you multi-class, you can't multi-class again until you reach rank four. Um, so that being said, it's the same thing when you're starting, like, you know, you can't start multi-classing until you hit rank four of current. So I wouldn't allow that to break down two and two. I think you're diluting things. It's throwing balance off. Um, something might go wrong there in, in some of the crunch or things. Like I said, I think, um, let everyone get to four before you start multi-classing. 
Um, but again, that's GM discretion. You can always try it. You can go for it. Um, I think it might water down the characters a bit. Um, and the book, you know, like I said, they, they say multi-classing not till, till you're at four. Um, PWB, Rob, how much world building do you do for your games? I notice you stay a bit generic with weapon and such. Do you leave it to the players or work it out between sessions? Yeah, when it comes to a, a world building, I put a lot of focus, if you notice in mine, in you know the corporations, the gangs, the plots. Um, I love multi-level plots and twists and cliffhangers and just trying to make it exciting and as real world as possible in the sense that there's always chances for side arcs and things going on. I drop in little goodies and things that they find that could lead to other things. I love investing in options and making the world um, you know, flexible in that sense that they can go and do anything and hopefully I'll have something for them there or something to happen. Um, I don't put as much into the details of like uh, the gun, you know, the brand or whatever. I do leave that up to the player. If the player wants to put time to that, go for it. And when they describe their character, they can do that. I usually give opportunities for that, um, especially with uh, Zero in session one and when they meet new players or there's a, a guest appearance. Um, but for me, I don't like putting so much energy into that. Um, I might describe somewhat of the gun, like meaning an NPC, if it's like big or rusted or handmade or different things like that. But like I said, brand names, no specifics when it comes to weapons don't matter as much to me as a GM as having nice plots and, and shit for my campaign. You know, you'll see on some streams, um, even with a creative plot, if it's just that one thing with no plot twists or cliffhangers or side options, it can somewhat feel contrived or just a one path and you can kind of suspect what's happening. Um, if you put twists and have different levels to that plot, um, that could be discovered. It just starts feeling real and like a breathing world. Um, look how the real world is, man. You can't trust anybody. Everything's fucked up. You know, <laughs> cyberpunk should be like that times 10, uh, in my, in my mind, that's how it should be. Anyways, I think, uh, you know, it should be taxing to the players. They should, you're presenting problems. And I think it, with that, you should be presenting layers. Uh, so yeah, I put, a uh, quite a bit of effort in that world building. It usually stems around the campaigns though. You know what I mean? And then I build from there. Uh, capricious nature, Zach, I just checked page 143. You can start off taking on two roles at once. Didn't realize that was in the rules as written. Thanks for the clarification. Exactly. Um, but like I said, it's four, you have to have four in the current, I believe, or whatever. Um, Okay, let me see why. And you guys can still kick out questions. I'll get it, but I do have a few more here I want to get to. Let me bring this up. Mm. A couple, there's a bunch of random ones here. I'll pick some out here. Mad GM Reservoir Panda says, How many horses does it take? All of them. All the horses. Um, how long is a piece of string? Just long enough. Just long enough. Uh, Frankie McSpank says, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? I think I think once I heard 700 pounds. Um, I think you can Google that too. <laughs> Actually, a long time ago, somebody did. Uh, Chris Anderson says, I would like to hear about your workout routine. That's a, a more serious question. I, I work out every day. Um, I try to eat healthy. Like I said, I quit alcohol and cigarettes back in 2014. I only drink water. Um, the occasional soda for the caffeine if I, if I want it or need it, but... Um, most part, I, I drink over a gallon of water a day. I try to eat healthy, but I don't worry about it too much because I just make sure that my TDEE, which is um, your total daily energy expenditure, um, is above 
you know, my calorie intake and such is below where that needs to be. I always calories in, calories out. That's what it's all about. Um, and I make sure I work out to where, you know, that balance is proper. So I'm not really putting on weight. Uh, but I love lifting weights every day. Resistance training, uh, nothing's wrong with cardio. I just don't prefer that. I get my cardio in my weightlifting. I, I go hard with it. Um, and resistance training builds muscle, which just increases your TDEE. It's just, it just takes more calories daily to sustain muscle. So once you start building that a little bit, it'll help you burn more fat. It'll raise that TDEE. You can start eating a little bit more, not worrying about cutting back as much. Um, but if you just eat a little healthy and get into that, you know, you can really get into it. But my routine is, you know, seven days a week for the most part, unless I'm really sore, I'll take a day off. Um, but I recently in the past year, I got into the push pull thing. And it's really helped my joints. Uh, you know, I'll do, um, you know, chest, shoulders, and triceps. So it's all push. And then the next day I'll do pull. So I'll do, um, you know, back, uh, rear delts, and um, arms, like biceps, um, and some forearm stuff too. But uh, And then on the third day I'll do legs, all lower body and abs. That's actually what I did today. My legs are killing me. I can barely walk. But... Um, legs and uh, abs and never skip leg day it's not just a joke it's not about just like looking balanced I mean obviously you want to you don't want really skinny legs and all upper body and try to be all whatever but um, it's it's a health thing uh, you know when you work out your legs you have more muscle mass in your legs than the rest of your body it it really triggers your testosterone and your hormone balances to be proper. It, it kicks you into burning more fat, building more muscle, having more energy. So you never want to skip legs. But um, that's my routine. And I just repeat, 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 you know, push, pull, legs, abs, push, pull, legs, abs, push, pull. And I just do that and I repeat and it's just ongoing forever until I get tired or sore or I'm on set. Uh, like in May when I go filming for a month, I'm probably gonna have to take off a lot of working out because on set you're filming 12 hour days. Um, so it's, it can be real, you know, it's a lot, uh, when you, when you get off set and then drive home for us, like when we're in Hollywood, it's going to take us like an hour just to get home or more. Sometimes, um, we just get home, try to eat something, try to get some sleep, wake up, get right back to set. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's my workout routine. Um, yeah. And if anybody ha uh, needs any training tips, I'm really good at like, uh, you know, uh, physical therapy, uh, exercises and routines that you can do to heal and put things where they need to be. So you stop getting pains. I can help you, uh, um, really get your TDEE right and just put things in balance. So you can all shoot me a message about that. I enjoy that shit aside from gaming and all the other stuff I do. Uh, let's see how difficult <laughs> DEFCON. This is a funny question. Uh, how difficult is it to unlearn 2020 for red? I've been running this game for 20 years, afraid of being an old dog, new tricks kind of thing. It, it's true and it, it'll happen. Um, but I'll be honest, red is so streamlined and like, um, just, you know, set up in such a way that it's not hard. It really isn't hard to learn it. Uh, it's streamlined. You just got to get used to like the numbers, the way that the crunch works like just some of the specifics but like i said it's not it's not nearly as difficult as 2020 they've built things in like you know check out my uh um crash course tutorial on uh body type modifiers and dual wielding that i i had james hutt on, come on and explain because a lot of people were complaining that they don't cover that in red um but they do and it's kind of built in and he explains like how body type modifiers affect the the hp with the whole will body chart um, it's not so simple, and it, it's it's things are built in, so you don't have to mechanically crunch it during the action. 
Um, it's kind of they've inherently built in parts uh, to uh, things leading into the crunch that you're going to use. And I, it's hard to explain, but uh, not that hard. Dive into Red, you'll see. Um, it's better. It's more streamlined, easy to learn. Um, and if you do bring some 2020 into it, who gives a shit to it? You know, you're the GM and it's things are still fun. As long as you're having fun, that's all that, all that matters, you know. Um, and I think you'll really love what they did with net running. Net running is so much easier, so much better. Um, I actually enjoy it now, you know, if you can imagine that. People from 2020 didn't really enjoy net running. Um, capricious nature. I'm similar with the workouts. Only do calisthenics and resistance. Can't do cardio. Blew out my knees, back, hips, and shoulders back in the day. What would you recommend people do when they're stuck at home with no equipment? Yeah, see, I'm lucky enough I have equipment. Like I have a weight bench weights. Um, I have those power blocks, which are, you know, you would you, you pull out the um, things and it can go all the way up to 70 pounds, you know. Um, so I use those for everything. I don't really use a barbell because I don't have a spotter. Um, so I max out with the with those 70 and I put the five pound <laughs> weights on my wrists. So when I do like inclines, you know, I've got 75 pound uh, dumbbells on each, you know. And when I do like my uh, clavicle raises and shit to like kind of get the upper chest and, and shit. Um, but yeah, I recommend uh, if you don't have equipment, you're at home. Um, super simple. Body weight squats and push-ups. You can do dips on the sides of uh, counters and stuff. Um, but just start with that. As long as you do b- body weight squats. Um, you can even do body weight squats, calf raises, and kickbacks. Look those up. Super simple. Super easy. It hits every angle of your lower body. Add in some some sit-ups, crunches, or get one of those ab wheel things that you roll out. You know, that you go all the way out. You go all the way back in. Um, you can get one of those. Um, or get one of those chin-up bars that you put in. You can do chin-ups. You can also hang from that and do leg raises and such. Um, but yeah, squats, push-ups, uh, different versions of push-ups, and try different angling. Get those little handles that you can hold on the ground. There's cheap ways to get little equipment things. They sell those little bars to do dips. Um, but as long as you're doing like some type of like push-up thing, some type of like pull or chin-up bar sort of thing, and then you're doing lower body, you're doing like squats or kickbacks, uh, calf raises, you can do all that with body weight, and it'll work. You just go to a, a metabolic stress. You're not going to failure. It's not like you're you're adding weights and doing like eight to twelve reps where you fail and you put and you go again and you're doing up to like twenty something sets over the course of the the workout to hit each body part and stuff. Um, but metabolic stress, you can totally do body weight. You just go until failure. You you're not going eight to twelve reps. You might do like twenty or thirty or fifty body weight squats. But like the, by the last one, your legs are shaking. You're like, oh shit. You sit down. You're like, oh my god. You know, then you wait a couple minutes and you do it again. You do as many as you can till you fail just with body weight. It's, it's, it causes metabolic stress. And you're not over, uh, over, I forget the word, uh, putting the weight over capacity or whatever to your muscles. You're just metabolic stress. You're, you're going for the endurance and it still puts the, the stress on the muscle fibers and, and builds the muscle. So it still works and it's easy. It's a lot of fun. Um, I just did that, that today actually because when I did my lower body, an ab workout, I didn't want to go into the room with the weights and do weighted squats and stuff. I was watching, I don't know if anybody knows the Big Frida uh, series. Big Frida from uh, Louisiana, uh, from New Orleans, uh, started the the twerking movement or whatever. I love that show. I love her. She's funny. Um, love her music. Uh, but yeah, I was watching that, so I just decided to work out in the living room. So I just did bodyweight squats until failure, did kickbacks, calf raises, and busted out my ab wheel, did a bunch of those till failure. Um Let's see. I'm similar. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm the same, says PWB. Yeah, about the work. Or no, that was about the DEF CON about 2020. Yeah. Um, Eric, biggest fanboy moment playing Cyberpunk 2077 for me was going to the afterlife. Um, yeah, I haven't gotten into it yet, to be honest. 
Um, I've just been doing the, you know, I've watched the videos without trying to watch too much of spoilers because um, I didn't want to put it on the computer that I do most of my actual gaming. Like I stream on this one, I'll do tabletops. My other computer is strictly for VR. I run virtual reality live uh, with Valerie. And, um, and yeah, that's for streaming VR. We're going to be getting back into that here soon. I've got a brand new uh, computer coming, um, and then I'm going to dive into all that. But out of the videos, probably the same thing, seeing a lot of the classics. Um, also, I got some of the clips of the radio stuff with Mike there. There's just a lot. And, and I, I, I've also gotten some rumors from some of these guys making uh, some some things to uh, make that VR. So I'm excited to see even if it's you know fucked up. I would just love to walk around in VR in Night City. Um, I don't even need to play or interact. I would just love to walk around, you know, while shit is happening. Um, capricious nature. I'm struggling with the same thing, going from D&D 3.5 to Red. Um, 3.5? Um, for D&D, that's crazy. Uh, but anyways, going from there to Red, a couple of players are also struggling with D&D 5 edition to Red. Yeah, it should be in 5, not 3.5. What are you doing? Um, just got to keep playing. Exactly. You just got to keep playing. You'll learn, um, as you go, but it is difficult when I was, I was, I was playing D and D for a while. We had like a weekly ongoing with my buddy David before the whole quarantine thing. Uh, they would come over to our house and we'd play here. And, um, and then when we would stream cyberpunk, man, I would have crossover. And then we did cyberpunk for so many weeks and then got back into D and D and I was like, wait, how do I, how do I do a savings throw? How do I, like, I was so confused. And then when we leveled up, I was like, wait, how do I do these points? Like, I completely forgot how 5th uh, edition D&D worked because I was so into cyberpunk. And now I haven't even played other systems. I've just been strictly cyberpunk. Um, but like I said, I'm going to expand in, in, back into some VR stuff and probably cross over, make Cyberpunk Uncensored and VR Live um, the same streaming Twitch and YouTube sort of thing. Uh, but I'll keep games themed around that. We'll see what happens. Um... Vampire says, uh, for myself, I had a large time gap between playing 2020 and Red. The streamlining is both the best and the worst thing about 2045 Red. I miss all the gear and fluff supplements, and I'm most looking forward to them coming to Red with Black Chrome. Exactly. Give it time. You, you get it. You exactly get it. I love how you can state the issue there, but be mature and adult enough and smart enough to get it, to be like, yeah, but 2020 was around. Like, they have all that content. They had the time. Red's new, you know? And like you said, you're looking forward to Black Chrome. There you have it. I hate when people complain about it um, and, like, they don't give any credit to the fact, like, Red is brand new. You know, they're making stuff. Wait for Black Chrome. Wait for Rust Chrome they're coming out with. Wait for more content. They're going to be putting out more and more stuff, as well as go to cyberpunkuncensored.com. Uh, people from the community have been diving into that community blog and contributing all kinds of shit. We have a whole you know, scream sheet thing that uh, Capricious Nature is actually leading up now. Uh, PWB is still contributing and helping with that, uh, but uh, Zach Capricious is stepping up uh, to be kind of um, head editor or uh, uh, leading up the scream sheet project. But we have all kinds of fillable sheets and, and good content, and we're working on more. Um, so just give it time. Red is going to have more and more stuff to play with, I'm sure, as it goes. Uh, let's see. Defcon answering to capricious. Uh, I have to run. I have to run five, fifth edition D and D if I want to run. Uh, no one will play my second edition games anymore. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, I come from uh, AD, you know, second edition AD and D two. That's actually where I started. Um, that's where I got into role playing was uh, second edition AD and D, and then I got into Cyberpunk twenty twenty uh, when that came out, and from there it was just you know those two. I like my my fantasy D and D shit over here. 
I like my future dark dystopian cyberpunk shit over here. I don't like to mix them, and I I don't like the idea of other RPGs when I when I look into them and, and stuff. Um, I just I, I like those two. And right now, all about cyberpunk for for the most part. Um, let's see, uh, capricious. Yeah, the fluff. The fluff is fun. We're putting out scream sheets on the site for fluff and world building. I've got a huge vehicles of red guide. Yes, uh, capricious nature. Yeah, if you check out cyberpunkuncensored.com or join the Discord or uh, the group on Facebook, you'll see all the stuff being created by the community. And Zach, who is capricious nature, nature he made a whole vehicle thing. Um, uh, there's a weapons uh, uh, transition. There's all kinds of great stuff. Um, but yeah, same bun- bunch of other resources. Can't wait until Chrome's out. Yeah, exactly. Now, I love making all this stuff, and I love having it. Um, but yeah, I can't wait till some more of the official stuff uh, keeps coming out. Here, let me get chat up to date here. Um, loving all that stuff. Vampire says PWB. A lot of free conversions on the Discord. Exactly. Uh, Vampire, my nomad went with a van instead of compact ground car thanks to the vehicles PDF from y'all. Oh, that's awesome. There you go, Zach. Look at Capricious. You put the heart there so you saw. See, that's great. You know, people from the community like Capricious Nature. Zach makes awesome uh, content, little homebrew, like cool conversions and things to spice up and add to the game, give it more, uh, and put it out there. And look, there's someone right there that, that saw it, loved it, and used it. You know what I mean? And like, and it's and it went well. So that's great, and that's why it's there. Uh, my Nomad player went with a 1960 VW bug van. That, that's awesome. Hell yeah, PWB. Rob, what was your first D&D character? Uh, a cleric. Yeah, I went with a cleric, and I got him all the way up to, I want to say we got up to a level. I was about to get to what, I can't remember, but in, in second edition, there was like a level after nine or somewhere where like you could start. Maybe it was after 20. I can't remember now, but when you get up to a certain point, you can uh, start making your own compound. I forget what they called it. It's been so long since second edition AD&D. There was a cleric, and I was just to that that fucking point. I was even designing it. I have all the original drawings. I'm going to do an episode or a live stream where I show off. I have this huge chest with all my original games. I have everything from Dark Sun, second edition AD&D, all my original cyberpunk stuff, and notebooks of drawings and maps and uh, items I created, you know, all the lore for and shit. I'm going to bust all that out one day and show it off, but... Um, but yeah, I was a cleric, and I was just uh, developing a whole keep or whatever it was. It's like uh, for the cleric, it's not a not a castle, but it's like for your religion, and you have it. And I, I making the walls and the compound, and like I was I was to that level. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and Defcon says first character cleric, good man. Hell yeah, yeah. I love being creative. I, you know, everyone's first character is always like a fighter. You know, when you're like a kid, obviously, like you just want to be the the Conan the Barbarian or like the badass, right? Uh, but no, for some reason, I wanted to be a cleric. I liked the the mix of like some of the magic stuff with the fighting and what it was. I thought it was cool. Um, Val, <laughs> I appreciate you showing your D&D stuff. Eric says, would love to see that. Hell yeah, I'm going to show that off. Show your guns. Which guns are we talking about? Are we talking about these guns or these guns? <laughs> now, these guns I made, I'm actually selling uh, online. It has, uh, this is like kind of uh, blued out LED, but, um, and they work, you know, you can cock them and work them, and they come with uh, these interface plugs um, that can go in, so you can like tuck it in a sleeve and do some cosplay or whatever, um, and you can change them out, and I got a bunch of options with that, but yeah, this is a very heavy pistol, and then I've got uh, this shotgun one I made, I'm just selling these for like uh, 30 bucks online and this one's got the dual 
Um, and they light up. I just didn't remove the thing to do it. I'm preserving the battery. They got. I made these with uh, slight wear and tear. Uh, when you see them in person, you'll see they look weathered. Um, but this is the shotgun version. Um, and it does cock and go. I'm just not going to do it. It's kind of loud. But, um, but yeah, anybody interested in uh, cosplay stuff or wants a gun or whatever, hit me up. I'm selling them. <laughs> I just sell them on the side, you know, doing the filmmaking stuff and with, with uh, partners and all that. Yeah, and Val puts both. Um, damn freaking cool. Sweet guns, props. Damn freaking cool. Um, that's funny. No, I don't want to take people to the real gun show. I'm too shy for that. Um, I don't know if people notice that, actually. Like, I put myself out there. Like, I've always, you know, even as a touring musician, I was the front man vocals, and I'd be on the front of the stage. I would love making eye contact and freaking out, but I would feed off of that energy because I would freak out. But I'm just not that... Uh, confident, you know, I overachieve and put out so much and and work so hard at things because I'm constantly wanting approval and validation. I'm constantly feeling like I'm not cool enough or whatever. Like I've got to constantly like prove myself to people, you know, and like that plays into like even just look how when I post images and I do stuff, it's never like my face. Like I made a brand, not just me as a GM. I have a hard time with that. If you look at other people's promos, it'll be their face on like the imagery or the the thumbnail or whatever or their logo and like I'm just not that confident I don't I don't know what it is but I've always been like very self-conscious and like even joking like that like I work out every day I'm I'm, I'm I consider myself in good shape you know what I mean but even that like I, I'm shy to take my shirt off most of the time or like flex or whatever you know and and once in a blue moon I, I'll I'll do it to like bring myself up or like put something out there or whatever but like it's it's a rare fucking thing, man. Like most of the time I'm self-doubting and I suffer from like severe fucking anxiety and depression, just to be honest, you know? Um, but that's why I work so hard. Um, I work fucking hard. Uh, anybody that knows me, you know, I, I never sleep. I sleep in three hour fucking increments because I work so hard at all my businesses and whether it's the filmmaking stuff or the businesses I run for income, whether it's online or Amazon, my sites or in person, the event stuff, the music stuff, the voiceover work. Um, I'm doing this new merchandising deal and things I'm working on, uh, all the streaming, the tutorials, the series, hosting other GMs, the constant promoting and putting it out there. I'm just constantly trying to like do cool shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? And get credit for being cool or knowing cool shit, I guess. I don't know what it is, but... It stems from just, you know, depression, anxiety, and constantly doubting and, and uh, uh, I don't know, just just doubting myself, constantly needing to prove myself. And sometimes it comes across opposite. Uh, when you see someone promoting themselves a lot or putting, them, you know, their content out a lot, um, even like me, it's different content all the time. It's not like I'm spamming the same thing every fucking day. It's always different shit I'm making every day. I'm constantly making new content and things. Um, and it might look like, you know, someone's confident or cocky or look at my shit, look at my shit. It's not. I I assure you, it is the fucking opposite. I am constantly like trying to get validation for what I do, you know? And anybody that knows me on a more personal level, I'm sure you've talked to me, you've had chats. I'm sure you feel it. You, you know how I am. I'm constantly doubting myself and that's why I work so hard. I don't know how I got on that tangent, but we did. <laughs> But anyways, okay, uh, let's see, PWB, let's see, okay, man, I'm making a few cyberpunk props for the screen sheets, nice, awesome, yeah, and you do those awesome, uh, uh, you make real life cyber decks for the most part, that's really cool too, uh, PWB, it's okay if you're embarrassed about your firearms collection, reverse psychology, <laughs> that's funny, uh, DEFCON, capricious nature, I had the same issue once, they wouldn't listen to me unless I was 
healing or undead. They drove him mad, gave the character to the DM, said, have fun. Oh, this guy is a bad guy now. He asked me back for the next encounter where I got to battle the party. They didn't survive. What the hell? Yeah, that's crazy. PWB, you do promote others more than your own work. Um, yeah, well, I, I promote myself too. I mean, look at, but it's just, I, I, I make a lot of other things too. Like I'm, I get other artists to stream with us. I got, you know, other, uh, GMs to stream with us that I enjoy. And then I have people hit me up. Like I'm friends with Will and Derek, you know, cyber smiley data fortress 2020. They had the idea like, Hey, we want to, cause we, we did some podcast shit together and we haven't had a chance to do that again. Um, but they had a fun time doing it. Me too. Um, and they hit me up like, hey, you know, uh, we, we have this idea to do this series, uh, Tales from the Forlorn Dopes. And I was like, oh, shit, that's awesome. Uh, so that's why that how that series started. But, yeah, I promote, you know, everyone and myself. Like, I love it. I also promote other streamers I enjoy, like Wandering DM and uh, Phil, who's doing the Sirenscape uh, GM stuff. You know, anything cyberpunk, man, I appreciate it for the most part. You know, and for the most part, uh, people in the community have been really nice to me. So I appreciate that. Um Vampire says, Rob, I feel you, man, and I totally believe you rock harder than you think. Man, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, yeah, somebody else, I think it was uh, um, my partner. You know, I'm one of the, the mods in the Cyberpunk Red group. Uh, the, not Cyberpunk Uncensored, but the Cyberpunk Red RPG. And Lech, Lech, Lech I don't even know how to pronounce his first name, but we're, we're friends. He's, uh, I think, over in Sweden. But um, somebody was complaining. You know, they commented. There's a couple people in there like tro- trolled my shit for a moment and were like, acting like I'm spamming and shit. And, and you know, it, it really brought me down. I was like, fuck, man. Like, I may maybe get, like, 20 people to like or be supportive or 10 or whatever, but even just two trolls or people being negative about that, that shit will affect me more than the support, you know? I'm just, like, I'll overthink that shit. And, like, I'm, like, have to defend it, you know? And I'm like, man, but I'm not spamming. I post different things every day. not the same thing everywhere. And I hit different groups, try to do it at different times, but it's because they don't have the same members. Some are private, some are public. If you see the same thing in a couple places, I'm sorry, but I'm creating things. I got to put myself out there. I don't have the money for marketing either, like normal companies that invest tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands into marketing to, to get you to see it and buy their shit. I, can't, I don't have that luxury. So I've got to put myself out there. I've got to promote myself. No one's going to think I'm as important as me. You know what I mean? And like, if I don't, then why the fuck am I doing it? So anyways, I'm defending myself and let my partner, the main admin, the guy who started that group, he hit me back. He's like, man, don't feel bad, man. Like, you know, what you're doing is good for the community. And he's like, uh, you know, don't don't feel that just a couple trolls are where you're at with what you're doing. He's like, you have way more fans than you think. Your fucking channels are more famous than you think. People appreciate it more than you think. For every, you know, one one uh, troll or whatever, or one compliment you get, like in a, in a visual comment on YouTube, or the, every one person that actually shares your video to different groups or online, there's probably 10 or 20 or 50 or 100 that actually appreciate it and like it too. They're just not the type to comment something positive or actually share it. And I get that, man. Like, you know, people are like that. I just wish people would be a little more publicly supportive. It really helps people like me or, you know, I'm sure a lot of you have the same issues, whether you're suffering from anxiety, depression, or you're trying to do better at your work or with family or streaming or whatever you do, you know, um, if you're intense and passionate about it, you care about it, you know, and I just can't help but care about it. Uh, but yeah, I just wish more people would, would be public, publicly supportive. It would, I think help, it would help the balance a little But Yeah. I, I, I wear my fucking heart on the sleeve. I put myself out there and I'm affected by it sometimes, you know, um, Make sure I don't miss any any of these. 
uh, capricious nature. I, I deal with imposter syndrome with my teaching and side hustles as well, even with the vehicles guide and scream sheet, 100% relate. Got to keep up with the positivity, especially in public communities. Oh, yeah, 100%, man. And you know what? I kind of would rather have it that way than the other way. I feel like sometimes, you know, if you're cocky or you put yourself out, you think you're the shit so much. Like, fuck, man, you stop learning. You think you kind of, you know, I, I always picture those people, they think they fucking know everything, so they stop listening. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just want to talk. And that's not to say I don't talk a lot. I know I talk a lot. Um, but, I, but at least I talk fast and I get it out there. And as much content as I can, I try to trim out the fat. I get right to it, you know, in all my crash courses and shit. Um, but yeah, definitely imposter syndrome. You know, for me, it's all, it's all about that validation. Like I just, you know, I have, I have trouble with that shit. Like I'm always second guessing and overthinking shit. Like do they think I'm cool? You know, if I read a message, if somebody takes too long to reply to an email or a message, all that shit, man. Like I just overthink it. I, I stress out, you know. Um, but it keeps me hungry. Like I said, I would rather that than be cocky, comfortable, and easily satisfied. If I was easily satisfied, I'd probably be lazy. Like a majority of cocky people out there that are just sliding by or whatever the fuck, you know, or just have it too easy, I guess. I don't know. Um, not to say that I I wish I didn't have it easy, you know, (laughs) but it keeps me working hard. I work so hard because I want that validation. You know, I want, I'm trying to convince people that what I'm doing is cool. Um, let's see. Eric, Neo, hey, what's up? Uh, how have you played Cyberpunk 2077? What do you think of that game? Yeah, I just I was just talking about that. No, I haven't dove into it yet. Um, I didn't want to get spoiled on too much of it with the current system. I've got a badass new one coming and back order on that on that GPU. And when it ha- when it comes, I'll be diving into that. But ma- main focus on what I'm doing uh, with the computer stuff when it comes to gaming, aside from tabletop, is going to be the I'm bringing back VR Live. Uh, and you can see virtual reality live on Facebook. Um, I took the site down a while ago, but you can at least see, still see the page. You'll see some of the old videos of me and Val streaming. Gonna bring that back, but uh, when I get the new computer, uh, DefCon says imposter syndrome occurs with everyone. Only cure is time and perseverance. Exactly, it's 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 only validation. It really is. Like you, you keep struggling, like me. Like even when I was pitching my kids shows and stuff, like on the filmmaking side. Now I have an open door with Splash Entertainment, and I got great pitches going forward, but. Um, it wasn't until I sold the rights to one of the kids shows that I was, uh, that I created that I was like, oh, and, and I got that feeling of like, finally, like fucking validation. Like, you know, it happens like even past music career, like getting on a good tour. You know what I mean? When I was GMing and asked our Talsorian, can I get an advanced copy of Red? I see other streamers getting it. He's like, oh, we already kind of put those out. And then a week later, uh, Jay Gray hit me back and was like, hey, I checked you out. You're a great GM. I, I like the streams, something along those lines. Um, I'm going to break my rules and I'm going to give you a free copy, you know, an advanced copy of Cyberpunk Red. And that's how I got into streaming Cyberpunk Red before other people and got the advanced copy. And it was at that moment I was like, oh my God, like I felt so validated. Like I'm actually a decent enough GM that I got attention from the people that created Cyberpunk enough, you know, that, that they gave me an advanced copy. So it totally is about that. You just got to give it time and persevere. Uh, you just keep fucking going till you're beating a dead horse, you know, and if it, if it's meant to be a success, you'll find it by not giving up and just giving it your all. But that's not to say that you can't also, you know, get to that point and realize you're beating a dead horse and jump ship and move to the next thing. Like, man, as an entrepreneur, like I said, I've opened and closed so many businesses and things. I've tried so many things from in the filmmaking and music stuff up to now streaming and game master. And like, you know, you just got to keep pursuing. Like, I feel like if you're good at something, you have talents and things, pursue it. Uh, if you don't, it's just, it's a waste. You know what I mean? 
uh, let's see exactly keep pushing keep keep improving I like to, yeah exactly I, I love saying keep moving forward I love that hashtag you know the graphite dragon uh, the things you were doing for the cyberpunk gaming community are amazing truly uh, bringing people together and helping to provide uh, forum is great I appreciate that so much graphite dragon like I said I'm <laughs> I'm trying so hard man I'm creating new content every day I love cyberpunk and I'm pushing forward I do as much as I can to promote it in the community and help and, um, you know, just like anything, I do hit speed bumps, I do get trolls, I do get haters and things happen and are said and it's it setbacks, you know, but I keep moving forward, I keep persevering, like Capricious said, you know, uh, and I appreciate people like you that take the time to let me know it's it's awesome and you appreciate it and it's like, man, it makes it all worthwhile, I love that shit. Uh, Vampire Bites, uh, the energy and content Cyberpunk Uncensored brings to the Red community reminds me a lot of the old data forts on GeoCities, hell yeah, and other free servers back in the early 2000s, exactly, you know, like Cyber Smiley, like look at Data Fortress 2020, you know, and I love how those guys are now doing an ongoing series with us, but uh, but yeah, I'm hoping that's what it is, you know, like I think, you know, in recent times I was seeing like anybody who knows the Mad Queen, like she's like that for 2077, she's like that passionate nonstop, every day, new content, new things, she's trying to push it, I'm kind of like that for Cyberpunk Red, I feel like where I'm, I'm like, constantly but for cyberpunk red you know um but he, but a little bigger because i'm not just gm rob mulligan i'm cyberpunk uncensored i'm the founder of that brand which to me i'm hoping is going to be bigger than just me you know i want it to be lots of gms upcoming products like i said free assets um, i want to live stream everything from actual gameplay to cyberpunk artists to uh, VR, uh, when the quarantine ends, get back into events and stuff. I've got all kinds of ideas. And, uh, and anybody watching, you know, if you've got ideas for series, uh, live streams, uh, content, free assets, any of that shit, hit me up. I'd love to host you, love to promote you, love to have you as part of the Discord, um, the YouTube, or the Twitch. Um, let me double check the questions one more time, make sure I hit everything. Yeah, I think I hit everything. I think we covered, you know, all the GM tips, all the questions that were sent to me. I think I hit everything in chat. Uh, anybody watching on the live, if I did miss something, just re-put that question in now. This is last call. <laughs> last call for any questions. Um, but keep in mind, I am going to do this AMA series, uh, hopefully weekly. I'm going to try to do it weekly, uh, depending on other content I'm making or upcoming, you know, filmmaking schedule and shit like that. Um, but I'm going to try to do it weekly and just answer questions. And again, anything. I prefer it being about, you know, GM tips, Game Master stuff, Cyberpunk stuff, obviously Cyberpunk Red. But I'll, I'll answer any questions or talk about being an entrepreneur, a filmmaker, a musician, a trainer. I can help with all that stuff. Uh, my beautiful wife, Valerie, says, you are amazing with the kiss emoji. Hell yeah, back at you. <laughs> Capricious nature, back on topic. Sorry. If you get a chance to play, what roles would you want to play the most? No, and don't apologize. I, like I said, I love, um, you know, I just love talking to people about all this stuff. Uh, it's things I'm passionately doing, I'm into, I have knowledge about. Um, it's what I like talking about, especially now during quarantine stuff. Like I don't hang out with anybody, even, well, shit, even when the quarantine wasn't there, I was rarely hanging out with people. I was home working online a lot, and unless I was going out for filmmaking stuff, you know, then I would leave my house to go do shit like that. But as far as roles, I think one of my favorite roles is the fixer, uh, when I play anyways. I just like that that balance of like networking and hustle and can still be badass with a heavy pistol or something. Um, that's uh, that's what I like, a fixer. Um, but I, I, after doing the 
the Rollability Breakdown Crash Course Tutorial Series, um, and the Deep Dive Series, um, and really looking in uh, to different roles and more about things. Uh, the, uh, the exec really interests me as well. The power behind an exec is really fun. Uh, but Fixer, I don't know why. Fixer uh, just has always been awesome to me. Uh, PWB, when is the next red campaign starting? Uh, for me, my actual play, I was supposed to have uh, the ongoing one shot that I'm doing with Tara Bella Pondsmith and Steve from Sirenscape, Rothen and uh, uh, GM Jack, who also streams 2020 with Cyberpunk and Sensor. I was supposed to do that this Saturday, tomorrow, um, at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard. It, it might still pop off. I need to check the messages, but I know uh, Tara Bella Pondsmith was not feeling well. Um, from getting uh, the um, the uh, vaccine or whatever. So she she might not be able to play tomorrow, and I don't want to do it. Usually we cycle in others. That's why it's the one shot. The Lauren things are ongoing, but I don't leave on cliffhangers. There's no to be continued, so it can be treated as a one shot. But I, I don't want to do it without her for this one. We did it in the past. I had Ellen from Roll to Cast step in, which was a lot of fun. Um, but I don't want to do it with this because we're trying to wrap this sort of continued lore session thing going on within that session or another, hopefully with that one. So then we can turn that team into a true ongoing. Then I can incorporate cliffhangers and shit like that and make it just more dynamic and more enjoyable to watch. Um, how long have you and Val been together? Shit, me and Val have been together since, what, 1998, I want to say, 7, 1998, 97. I mean, we've been married now for 10, 11 years, or I don't even know how long now, or how long has it been? And Val, if you're still in chat... <laughs> Tell me, I lose it because we've always said that we've been married because you know we dated for a while, but then we lived together um, after meeting each other, and we've just pretty much been married in our minds since we met. Um, we've you know when I would do music and touring, see nineteen ninety eight, at least I had that right. Um, you know music and touring, she would run the merch table and hit the road. She would uh, in filmmaking, she's always in the projects. If we're working behind scenes, she's helping with production design, like she's director of. Uh, um, director of design for the, the baby pact coming up in May. Um, so anything we do, we try to do together, filmmaking, music stuff, uh, even streaming, you know, she plays Raven, uh, in team nameless. She was, uh, the solo in that. Um, so yeah, we've been together forever at 98. Jeez. I was six years old, man. Your and Val's energy is amazing. <laughs> Damn. Make us feel old. <laughs> Just got my COVID shot. Uh, number two today, hoping the side effects are manageable. PWB says, yeah, Exactly. I know some people uh, suffered from some side effects. Some didn't. You know, uh, my parents got it who are, um, you know, 70 and they didn't they didn't really suffer from much. My dad got a little bit of a headache. That was it. Uh, November says, where did you meet? Talking about me and Val. Um, we met at one of my shows, I think. Val, is that where we met? I was performing. We met at, did we meet at Back Booth? Pretty sure that's where we met. We met at one of my events. You were there with your, your friends, your girls, and they Brought some panties up on stage, I believe, uh, for me and the bass player. I think you went up there too. Um, and we used to have big after parties. Like we would perform, we'd sell out clubs, and this would be like thousands of people, hundreds of people, depending on the size of the club. And then we'd go to the D Root House, which is our house we all lived in. And we'd throw a big after party. We also had a big farmhouse for a while. Everybody would go out there. And um, I mean, hundreds of people. People would be down the street and parked across the street at the post office. I mean, it was rowdy as fuck. And by the time we would get out of the event, we'd get home. There would already be people all in the yard and around the house waiting for us to get there. It was like a, a second event. It was so much fun. But yeah, that's when me, me and Val met. We met at that event at my event at uh, Barbarella's, which is now Ibar in Orlando, Florida. Um, we were performing there out back and out backstage. It was a really cool, cool place. Yeah, Barbarella's. Exactly. 
Hell yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I'm going to wrap up this AMA. Uh, if there's any more questions or things that anybody has, you know, join Cyberpunk Uncensored on Discord or on the Facebook group. Shoot me a message if you have a question. I'm, uh, I'm down to answer anything. Like I said, I prefer Cyberpunk or Game Master Tips style questions, but anything. Entrepreneur, filmmaker, musician, trainer. I'm into all kinds of shit and I'm down to talk about it. Um, aside from that, please show me some love. Make sure you like and share the video. Uh, the VOD on YouTube, uh, I have crash courses, interviews, all kinds of shit there. Make sure you subscribe to Cyberpunk Uncensored on YouTube. And uh, like I said, it's all about validation. I, I do all this stuff because I'm passionate about it. Um, but when I get those likes, I get those shares. I see people like posting my video in other groups and like talking about shit I'm doing. Man, that's that's where it's at. That's what keeps me going. So please do that shit. I really appreciate it. Also consider uh, joining us on Patreon. I got a lot of little perks and things there. Um, I would appreciate that as well. And shout out to my sponsors. Like I said earlier, Sirenscape, uh, Elderwood Academy, Level Up Dice, um, uh, Lion Banner Games. I love the maps. I'm um, getting maps from Frag Maps as well. Um, and Cyber Topo, uh, Cyber Fight Clothing. Yeah, that's what this shirt You see Cyber Fight Clothing. Uh, and there's a discount code. Go to cyberpunkandcensor.com. You'll see the par- partners page and the link uh, to Cyber Fight Clothing, and you get a discount. Um, you give some, give some love to the sponsors and stuff too. Um, yeah, Eric, uh, PWB says great AMA, Eric. Thanks, Rob. Uh, November. It's great to see a relationship work out. Hell yeah. Uh, capricious nature. Love to be able to join. Thanks for dealing with all the, the pestering. Keep it up. It's not, I love it, man. It's not even pestering. Uh, Val Mulligan with a smiley face. Um, uh, November. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, man. Hey, th- you're all thanking me for doing this. I'm thanking all of you for tuning in and keeping me going. I really appreciate it. So, uh, with that being said, Uh, Hopefully I'll see you next time, everybody. Take care.